0: Thanks to our producers for this week's episode Danielle, Ginger, Mike, Cad OJ, Devin, Savannah, Pixel Donut, Janelle, Michelle, Diane, Joy, Josh, Shorty, Lauren, Rebecca, Araceli, Kalani Hawaii, Obese J, Katie, Rory, Kaylee, Bradley, and Christelle. If you're interested in becoming a member of the official Nightmare Society Campfire, You can find us online at Patreon.com slash Nightmare Society. A link will be in the episode description. It's a way you can show support for the podcast or if you're interested in bonus episodes, early access, and other fun stuff. That's where that all is. There's a few tiers you can choose from starting at a dollar a month. Thanks to our contributors for sharing their stories with us today. Eve Thorson, user Manda86OH5, and user Schmidt underscore face. Lastly, don't forget the Nightmare Society podcast can be found anywhere you get your podcasts, as well as YouTube, and there's a new episode every Thursday. You can find us on Instagram at Nightmare Society Radio, so head over there and give us a follow, and the merch shop is also linked in the episode notes as well. We now have face masks available, which is pretty cool. I may be doing a giveaway for one over on Instagram at some point. Now, get comfy and prepare yourself for another episode of the Nightmare Society. I'm not much for telling stories, but these I almost always use to break the ice with new friends and whatnot. I'm not much of an interesting person or attractive person, so I'm still surprised that something like this happened to me. I was about age 10, and it was sometime in December, which is my birthday month, so I had obtained money from my relatives and cards they had sent me because they live across the country. As any 10 year old would do, I decided to go to the store and spend it all during our next grocery trip. It wasn't very late, and we went to Walmart to pick up a few things with me, my mother, and my twin sister all going. For reference, I was pretty short and stubby. My mother is fairly attractive. As for my twin sister, You can guess how she looked. Like I said, it wasn't very late, but due to winter, daylight was gone by 6 p.m. After we grabbed the things we needed, both my sister and I ran off to the toy section to pick out what we wanted, my mother tagging along just seconds after. We looked through the aisles for a while before my sister and I were both stuck between only two or so things. I could see my mother was a little distressed looking around briskly and occasionally telling us to hurry up. Soon enough, she started whispering to us harshly to hurry up and pick one. I was confused but blamed it on her wanting to get home because we had started fostering a baby boy. I guessed she was worried about how my dad was holding up taking care of him. I wish I hadn't done this because it could have put us in a very difficult spot, but I replied to her. Why do you keep whispering for us to leave? I'm almost done. I could see the horror in her face, so I just decided to grab one and go. I guess my sister got the same idea because we left almost right after that incident. We were mostly silent in the car until I asked my mother again why she wanted us to leave so badly. She would only say that there was a quote shady guy and she felt uncomfortable not letting us know any more than that. When I got older, I asked again, wanting to know more. Apparently the quote shady guy had been following us through the entire store, from the entrance, through the aisles, and to the checkout. You might brush it off as someone who was just going to get the same things as us, but he was much too old to be buying toys and had mostly tried to hide his face along with the fact that it was dark and he was following two children and a small mother. I'm almost certain he had ill intent, and I think about what might have happened without my mother's sharp intuition. This story had made me more aware of things, and because of that I've noticed other things that have happened. I have noticed things like men staring at us in restaurants, and a time someone followed us in our car to a point where my mother had to hide in a truck gas station. her skills came in handy most when I was on my bike with my younger sister who had just gotten her training wheels and wanted to ride around our neighborhood. She was about 5 so my mother told me to go with her. Keep in mind that our neighborhood was very quiet most of the time because mostly older people lived there. We were on opposite sides of the street on the sidewalk. Who knows why we were separated, but we were. I was also looking at some scenery, so I was a little farther behind than her. I then noticed a man with a hood walking behind her. There was a fairly large amount of distance between them, so I didn't think anything of it. But soon, he started to briskly walk up to her. Me being suspicious, I started to bike up to them. By the time I was behind them, the man hadn't noticed me yet and was right behind my sister. I swear he had his arms out to grab her, but I'm not sure. Knowing what to do from my mother, I got into his view and started talking to my sister. He almost stopped completely in his tracks and pulled his hoodie over his face Even though he did this, I could tell he was probably in his forties. I decided to loop around back to our house and tell my mom who ordered us to stay inside for the next few days. So to all the people who decided to creep on me and my family, let's not meet again. I went to college in a town with a big university a second school with about 5,000 students, and a technical college. So there were a lot of young people around all the time. For context, I'm a 5'11", slightly overweight female with broad shoulders. So people don't usually mess with me. But I do get the occasional creeper that says I'm a tall, cool glass of water, or other obnoxious things like that. I lived a few blocks from campus so it wasn't uncommon for me to walk to and from classes. However, one night I had met with a group for a class project after class and we were later than I thought we would be so I had to walk home alone around 10pm in the dark. I was fine on campus and about a block after leaving campus I got a gut feeling that something was wrong. I knew there was someone following me and I knew most of the town was shut down. It was a small Midwest place, everything closes at 9pm during the week. A pizza place was open, but I had just passed it. I look ahead and there were two girls walking ahead with a pizza, carrying it back to their apartment or wherever. I decided it's better to embarrass myself than to be a victim. I yell, Hey friends, wait up! These girls were total strangers, and they turned around expecting to find a friend of theirs instead of what they saw a strange girl flagging them down. And behind her, a guy in a hoodie who stopped walking. They both got gut feelings that something wasn't right and decided to play along. Hey girl! Hey girl! We're on our way to Brandon's party. You wanna walk with us? I caught up to them and pretended I needed to get something out of my bag. So we stepped to the side and they were both giving me a freaked out look. At that moment, the hooded man passed us with a look of hatred. His eyes burned into mine and he continued walking. I ended up going to the party with my new friends. Later that night, we got a campus alert message that a student had been attacked a few blocks off of campus. And the description matched the guy that was following me. We contacted the police and the guy was eventually caught. I still talk to those girls occasionally, though we live in different parts of the country now. But I am glad that I never met that man. there's gonna be laughing. <laughs> Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts, so join us. This is actually my stepmom's and her best friend's story. My stepmom didn't like us much, but she told my sister and I this experience growing up to scare the heck out of us from being stupid. It was my family's stranger danger story. My stepmom, Macy, grew up as kind of a privileged teen in the 70s, and her mom had moved their family over here to the United States from England when she was about nine. She went to a pretty nice high school in a really nice town. There, she made friends with a girl named Lily, who didn't exactly run with Macy's type of crowd popular, stereotypical, etc. They really hit it off, and Lily would take Macy out to do her type of stuff. Hiking, fishing, sailing. There's even a hilarious set of photos of them camping. My stepmom has raccoon eyes and looks like she hates everything. Anyway, because of Lily's influence, the two of them would do stuff like that a good amount of time. One Sunday they decided to go hike in some hills about an hour away. Macy put on what I'm sure were extremely expensive hiking shoes and the two of them drove off to the hiking trails. Lily parked in this big clearing with makeshift parking spots. You know, like a piece of wood marking the head of a space. But there were no other cars there. This was only important in hindsight. They started hiking up the hill, off the path because Lily fancied herself as something of a badass. The hike was nothing extraordinary. If you asked my stepmom, she would just lament for 15 minutes how sticky and buggy it was. Anyway, they reached the top of the hill and my stepmom was done. The polished, pampered side of her was coming out and she groaned until Lily, begrudgingly, said okay. They would rest and then walk down again, slower. They had been heading down the hill for maybe 10 minutes when Macy started complaining again. Lily conceded to walking down the side of the road instead of the rough hiking trail. So there they are, probably looking like a couple of tools geared up for hiking and walking down a crappy road. And after not even 15 minutes, a truck pulled up next to them. It was red and rusty and just generally looked like a clunker. The guy driving rolled down the window and the girls looked in through the passenger side window. He had a big beard, a baseball cap pulled down, and long brown hair. He greeted them and even smiled through his beard, asking if they needed a ride. Macy described him as charming and even cute. Lily says the moment he greeted them her hackles went up. Despite her better judgment, my stepmom convinced her to get in the truck. She said it must have only been a 10 minute drive down to the car, Tops. The two girls opened the passenger side door to this rusty old thing and the guy directed them behind the seat to get into the back. They settled in and the truck started rumbling forward. Lily always says that was the point it hit her what a mistake they had just made. The back seat was clean enough, but there was a rope on the floor behind the driver's seat and four boxes of saran wrap half hanging out from under the passenger seat. It seemed creepy and weird, but Lily didn't want to freak my stepmom out, so she just kept her mouth shut. After ten minutes, the woods didn't look any clearer, and they hadn't seen another car the whole time. Lily asked how long he thought it would be. He said he was taking a different route down the hill and had to stop somewhere to get something first. That was it. The girls were 16 and 17, and Lily didn't want to press the issue. She was scared. She can remember his hair because she was sitting behind him. He looked like a woodsy guy, but his hair was super tangled and dirty. She noticed crusted mud on his collar and tried to find something identifiable about him but just got scared the more she picked up on little details. He was youngish, strong looking, and had about a foot on both of them, so they didn't ask any more questions, and he didn't offer any information, and they drove on. Several minutes after that, they reached a tiny shack, log cabin thing, right there in the clearing of trees. There was an old stump where someone had been chopping wood and a huge axe stuck to the log. Lily was definitely on red alert now. The guy turned off the truck and slipped out of it saying, I'll be right back. back. Don't get out. out. And he disappeared into the house. Lily tried to talk to my stepmom about how she was incredibly uncomfortable, but she mostly just dismissed it. Lily started begging, increasingly freaked out, and finally put her foot down, demanding that Macy exit the truck with her. So they got out and walked around the front of the vehicle. The house was about 50 yards in front of them. Why this guy would have left two young girls in the truck alone while going into the house is beyond me. And they wandered around, looking at it hesitantly. If this guy really was decent and just trying to give them a ride, it would be super rude to just run off, right? My stepmom had this strict upbringing when it came to manners and a public persona, and she saw it as an issue of that nature. So she actually started to head back to the truck, opening the front door to climb in behind the driver's seat. Lily was angry and followed her to yell at her some more on the driver's side floor half hidden under the seat there was a big hatchet it had dried red and brown stains covering the blade and stuck to the floor under it lily understandably lost her shit, and seeing it my mom started getting hysterical they decided that leaving was by far their best option at this point and they just booked it off the side of the property into the trees. They bumbled around in the trees for a little while until Lily was fairly confident they were on their way back down the hill. My stepmom cried all the way down. Lily felt bad about it, but was also completely freaked out that he would hear it and kept trying to calm her down. When they finally got back down to the bottom and saw the old wooden fence that surrounded the original parking area, they were relieved, but as soon as they got closer, they saw it. The truck. It was parked on the other side of the gravelly makeshift lot, just sitting there, facing the other way innocently. They could not see if anyone was in it, and of course Macy wanted to run for the car, But Lily was super hesitant. She managed to calm my stepmom down, saying she wanted to wait before running out into the open to see what was out there. Remember, this is the 70s, no cell phones. There was no ranger station or anyone around. The parking lot was big and empty and open and who knows what would have happened if they had decided to stroll across it. Thankfully Lily convinced my stepmom to chill and the two of them hunkered down against a big tree hidden by the bushes and other trees and waited it out for what seemed like a couple of hours when dark started to fall. All the animals started coming out and making noises and my stepmom predictably started getting antsy about this and bothering Lily who was tired and moments away from giving in. She was just planning their dash to the car when they heard a clunk. Across the twilight lit lot they watched as one of the back doors of their car swung open and the bearded guy slid his way out of the back seat. He got out, shut the door, looked around at the surrounding woods for several moments and then walked back to his truck. The truck lumbered past their car and out of sight. Several minutes after watching him drive away, they sprinted to their car as fast as they could, jumped in, and peeled out before they had even shut the doors. If this guy is still alive, he's really old, but still, let's just not meet. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to check out the podcast on Instagram at Nightmare Society Radio. And if you're interested in some merch, you can find that on NightmaresOciety.threadless.com. And if you'd like to join the online campfire for some fun perks or just to support the podcast, you can do so at patreon.com slash nightmare society. All of these links are in the episode notes. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.